I don't know about you, but I like to feel supported. I like to feel like somebody has my back, my six. Uh, so, somebody is there that I can talk to, listen to what I have to say and not judge me. Um, and that's why I love going to BetterHelp.com. That's right. BetterHelp.com has therapists from all around the world that can help you within the next 48 hours. I don't know if you talk to anybody trying to find a therapist, but it takes a while to, to find one nowadays. Every, everybody's getting, that's right, everybody is getting therapy right now. So don't get left out. Go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Leo. Enjoy your 10% off now because we go to the gym to get, you know, work on our bodies. We got to go somewhere to work on our mental health. BetterHelp.com is that place. That's where you find your person to share with, to talk to, to feel supported. BetterHelp.com. That's the way to go. B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P. Boom, done. It's a wrap. Your progress can start today. No need to stay stuck any longer. No need to feel alone or ashamed. You can feel loved and supported. Go to betterhelp.com. Now, mind you, it's not a crisis. It's not a crisis hotline. You call 988 or any of those 1-800-273-TALK or any of those phone numbers for that. But you go to BetterHelp.com where you want to find somebody who can go on a journey with you, who can listen to you and guide you and help you get unstuck and achieve your goals. BetterHelp.com forward slash Leo. Enjoy your 10% off now. Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a book that I just read and loved uh, called Liquid Rules, the delightful and dangerous substances that flow through our lives. And uh, of course, I'm not going to do a book review on this, but I'm going to talk to you about about five to ten things that the book talks about in terms of liquid that I think are pertinent to our mental health, Right. Um, because it's my belief that no matter what book you read, whether you're reading a book about liquid or mental health or a book on like even a murder mystery, there are some lessons in there that we can take away that can improve our life and the life of others. So when I read Liquid Rules, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to share some of these ideas and concepts about liquid that I think uh, transfer over into how we take care of ourselves, the people that we love, and the world around us, right? Um, before I get into that, I just want to say today is uh, Thursday. What's today? Thursday, uh, August 4th, and uh, I'm watching CrossFit. I love CrossFit. I don't know if any of you are into CrossFit. I don't do CrossFit. I just I love the community aspect of it. I love the the competitive aspect of it, and I also love that it's, it's they get creative in how they uh, recover and restore uh, between workouts. So it's just fun for me. It's just uh, it's just fun indulgence. Uh, CrossFit and there's uh, uh, a YouTube channel I follow, Team Richie, on YouTube, and they're always talking about CrossFit things. And I, I just love watching anything competitive. I'm super excited about the new football season coming up. And so, uh, and I bring this up to say, you know, no matter what we're going through, there, there are just fun things 
in life that are just our indulgences and that, you know, we love and, and should savor and enjoy and that we should share um, and or maybe not share. Keep it to yourself, you know, tuck it away in your little pocket there. But CrossFit for me is one of those things. I get excited uh, every year during the CrossFit Games, and that is this time of year. Uh, so it's starting now and it is going through Saturday. If you are tuning in today, like I said, August 4th, um, and you can, you can watch it, the live streams on YouTube. I also love the fact that they do, um, live streams where you can chat as you're watching it. That, that to me is the best. I mean, we talk about feeling connected. The live chat is everything to me because I learned so much about, sports and recovery and about the players and it's just fun and I feel like I'm not watching a thing by myself it would almost be cool I'm not sure if this would be cool like if you went to the movies and the movies had a live chat on a side that might be cool or maybe it might be um uh distracting I don't know but I'd be curious I think it depends on the movie right like if it's a, a Marvel comic movie where it's just a lot of action not a lot of dialogue so you can Take the time to read what's happening in the chat. And then you would only have to have so many people in the chat. You can't have a million people because then you're just reading the chat versus watching them. Anyway, um, Liquid Rules. I thoroughly enjoyed this book. I forget where I was. I think I was coming from Canada. Yeah, we were flying in from or we were flying in from Seattle. I had a layover at the airport. And I'm, you know, I'm walking through and I'm always like looking for books to, to read, although I have a million books. It's going to be one day, I'm, there's going to be so many books that I won't even be able to see Michelle at all. I'm just going to be surrounded. She's going to have to like push books out the way to find me because I'm buying more books, even though I haven't even um, haven't read all the books that I have now. But I'm just mercurial like that because I, I get the books that I want to read, not necessarily that I'm going to read at that moment. And then so I find myself sometimes reading books that I had bought maybe 10 years ago. And then sometimes I buy books, I read books that I've, I've purchased that day. That's just who I am, all right? But, you know, that, that's not going to go away. Um, so Liquid Rules, The Delightful and Dangerous Substance That Flow Throughout Our Lives by Mark Medownick. I think that's his name, Medownick. I, I apologize if I'm butchering your name. Um, the first thing that he, so basically this book is about the different liquids that flow, whether we're talking about tea, freon, uh, even fog, uh, you know, uh, blood, just different liquids that are in our life. And now he's not covering all the liquids, but just some, and he's given us some very interesting ideas about uh, liquid. But um, one of the, the, uh, the first uh, thing that stood out to me that he mentions is, Liquid is neither good or bad, but can we understand it enough to harness it? And I highlighted this and wrote this down because this is, applies to everything. Our emotions are neither good or bad, but do we understand it enough to harness it? The people in our lives are neither good or bad, but can we understand it enough to harness it? The events in your life, whatever happened to you in your childhood or what's happening to you now or what you think is going to happen is neither good or bad, but can we understand it enough to harness it? And so what does that mean, right? So 
Say you were uh, abused as a child. I heard Oprah Winfrey talk about her sexual assault, and she understood it as there's something wrong with that person. Not that there was something wrong with uh, Oprah. She was like, wow, this person must be so disturbed and uh, uh, so dysfunctional that this is how they have to express it. And that was her understanding of what happened to her. And she harnessed that into, one, talking about it uh, so other people can be empowered by it, and two, channeling that energy into a talk show and being a media mogul. Can we harness it enough to, can we understand it enough to harness it? Same thing with cooking, right? I love to cook. And a lot of times I'll look in my fridge and I'll be like, I have nothing to eat. But somebody else can look in my fridge and because they understand food on another level can be like, no, no, we take this, we mix that, we cut that up, blah, blah, blah. And, be, and they figure out how to harness it. Even, you know, we have, you know, even with kids who are in school and, um, and we're getting better at this, but kids who have autism or Asperger's, right? Uh, back in the day, they, they would have been discarded. Um, they, they, you know, their life would have been over. But now we understand it more to harness it, to learn that, oh, there are strengths to having autism. There are strengths to having um, Asperger's. So now we're learning how to harness it, right? Even water. Water is not good or bad. You can drown somebody in water. You can drown yourself in water. Uh, too much water can throw off your pH balance. It can throw off your alkalinity and, and the acidity in your body. It can cause your organs to shut down. Like, but it can also hydrate you and allow you to keep going that extra mile and keep your organs functioning. So liquid is neither good or bad, but can we understand it enough to harness it? So whatever your predicament is right now, whether, you know, you, you live in some communist country, uh, you're, you're, maybe you're, uh, you're living with somebody who um, you're just like, this person is evil, or maybe you feel that way about yourself. Maybe Maybe you think that you're bad because of what you've done. You're evil. You're heinous, right? Truth is, if you understand the behavior enough, you can harness that. You can tap into, oh, I was just afraid. I was feeling fear. I was terrified. I felt vulnerable or powerless. Right. If we can understand the emotion that drove the behavior, or if we can understand the the behavior, right, um, then we can harness that. Now, now we feel empowered. Like, oh, this is what was really going on, and now we can be more aware. Of what, yesterday, I give you an example. Yesterday, I, I went on a huge binge in the middle of the day. Just a bunch of uh, sugary foods. Just stuffed my face with face with fruit. And then because of all that fructose, I just went into this, uh, you know, emotional spiral, uh, depression, suicidality, uh, I, uh, inflammation in the body. It, it really affected my sleep. I tracked my sleep. And, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, boom, 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 right? It put me in this fight or flight. I was walking around kind of on eggshells. It, it's, it's a horrible experience for me. That's how sugar affects my body. It's just like alcohol affects people differently some people have a glass and they're good some other people have a glass and they're about to pass out some people have a glass and they become 
more violent. Like, you know, being aware, understanding your body and understanding how foods and drugs and chemicals and sleep and time of day and all these different components, how do, how do they affect you, right? Because once you understand it, really understand it, then you can harness it. And if you find yourself where you're unable to harness it, then that means that there's another level of understanding that maybe we haven't we have we need to reach right. I, I'm still learning about myself and uh, my girlfriend and the world around me, and, and that's what keeps it fun and exciting because just like the Earth, we're not on solid ground here. We're constantly shifting and moving, right? You know the and and uh, and I and I'll get to that part in a second. But so the first one is liquid is neither good or bad. But can we understand it enough to harness it? Okay. Second thing out the book is he says, our liver can only metabolize alcohol at one glass per hour. Alcohol depresses your nervous system, changes your mood, and lowers your inhibitions. Um, so I want to I wanna, I, I highlight that because our body is, is built, the organs in our body are built to, to function a certain way. And go, you know, we can have this glass, right? And our liver can metabolize that, no problem. But if we go up to two, we're in trouble. Now, this kind of goes back to the first thing. There are experiences that we have that we're not aware that we can only metabolize that experience to a certain level before we have to walk away, before we have to say no. You know, may, maybe... Um, even tasks, like, you know, a lot of us like to write down, you know, the 10 things we're going to do today. But maybe you can only metabolize three of those things in a day, right? You have to be, you have to understand yourself enough to know, can you metabolize three tasks today or 10 tasks today, right? And that changes from day to day. And the reason why you want to be aware so that you're not beating yourself up or shaming yourself or feeling guilty for not having metabolized it. We like to think that we can do more than we can, right? Because, you know, all these YouTube channels and all these motivational speakers are like, don't give up, keep going, push yourself. But the truth is, hey, my liver can only metabolize alcohol at one glass per hour, okay? Right? It's just like you ever uh, go in a social setting and, and it just seems like sometimes in a group where everybody's able to just talk to everybody and you find that, you can only talk to one person. Like you can only focus on w conversing with one person at a time and, and being, uh, um, you know, sticking on one subject at a time where it seems like people can talk to multiple people and jump from subject to subject. And I'm like, is that a superpower? What is that? Sorry, sorry, kids. Leo Flowers can only metabolize uh, alcohol at one glass per hour. Sorry, that's just my default mode. So I want you to take ownership of that. Be aware of how much you can metabolize at one hour. You know, how much television can you metabolize, right? Because I know for me, after about an hour, uh, my, my brain starts to go haywire and I need some type of real stimulation or some type of movement, um, you know, and it's not all the time, but some days vary, right? Some days I can sit there and watch. I think there was a day where I watched a four-hour movie. Uh, was that Zach? Something was Zach Snyder's director's cut, and I I loved it. I watched it from beginning to end. 
But then there are other days where my liver is like, nope, we can only metabolize a 20-minute 20 YouTube video or a 15-second TikTok video. So, you know, just being aware of where you are from day to day, right? What can you metabolize today um, in terms of work, in terms of conversation, in terms of even listening to podcasts? I, you know, um, if this is too much for you right now, feel free to, to pause it and come back to it, right? I get it. We don't want your cup to runneth over. Uh, third thing from the book, he talks about the crash of the waves is the sound of a storm from very far away. This is valuable. And, and I bring this up to, to, to focus in on our thoughts. Sometimes we have a thought and we go, where did that come from? I tell you what, that came from a storm that was very far away. That means that at some point something happened, maybe a day ago, three days ago, five days ago, that set off a series of events. And now you're starting to have uh, these negative thoughts, this negative spiral. Maybe, maybe you interacted with someone or you heard something. Maybe you watched something. Something triggered you. Maybe there was a touch, some sensory thing, a smell, a feel. And, and now, uh, now the crash of the waves. Oh, man, it's, it's coming from a storm very far away. So I thought that was cool because I didn't realize that. I thought the, when you heard the crash of the waves, it was the, the, the sound of the waves hitting the shore. But no, no, it's carrying the sound of a storm that was very far away. It's so powerful right there. So when, you, when we're having these thoughts, the thoughts are not you. The thoughts are not you. The thoughts are coming from something that happened very far away. And so that's, what you, that's why journaling is so valuable. That's also why talking to a therapist is valuable. It allows you to detect past or prior events that might be triggering how you feel today, right? It could even be from a week or two weeks or a month ago where you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I thought I was cool with that, but I realized, nah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, a, I'm kind of annoyed. I'm kind of bothered by that. I'm kind of, uh, or I might even be a little scared or I might even be excited by it. Right, I might even. I thought that I was kind of neutral, but now I'm like, oh, you know what? That would be cool. That would be fun, you know. So the crash of the wave is the sound of a storm from very far away. I don't know why I have to do it in that voice. Uh, the other cool thing that I got out of this book called Liquid Rules. Liquid does rule. Come on, the saliva in our mouth is bacteria fighting. It's why cuts on in on the inside of our mouth heal and our tongue heals when we bite it. Now, this is so valuable because we spend so much time trying to get rid of toxicity, bacteria, uh, you know, just trying to be squeaky clean and perfect. But, and, and a lot of us view saliva as disgusting. It's so nasty. Ugh. But, <laughs> but if you, I don't know if you ever noticed this, but if you get a cut and you have a dog, your dog will come over and start licking that cut. You know why? Because his the bacteria in his mouth is is will help fight and heal whatever cut that you have. Uh, now you also want to be mindful of what the dog may have been licking right beforehand. But even if the dog was out in the parking and licking some unsavory things, chances are the bacteria in his mouth has cleaned it all up. You know why? Because dogs don't use Listerine. 
They don't need to, people. You ever see a dog with cavities? Nope. Oh, maybe there's something. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something in poop that we should all maybe. We <laughs> that's disgusting. Now that's disgusting. I sorry, kids. I, uh, I I didn't take a nap today, so I'm a little giddy. But the point is, is that these there there's things in your life that you might be trying to get rid of that you're like, oh, it's bacteria, it's so toxic. But but really it might actually be helping to heal you in some way, right? And this goes back to in the beginning when we talked about harnessing. Do we understand it enough to harness it, right? Right now we're all using Listerine, trying to get the bacteria out of our mouth, not realizing that it's the bacteria in our mouth that we do need. And, it's, and, and our breath doesn't stink because of the bacteria. The breath stinks because of the sugar, right? Bacteria feeds on sugar, which leads to overproduction of bacteria, which then causes the bad breath. Now, that and onions, obviously. If you have some onions, some garlic, listen, then I would probably grab the Listerine. <laughs> Listerine! All right, told you guys I'm a little giddy. Um, so just be aware that uh, all these things that you may be trying to um, sanitize and get rid of and clean, um, may actually be beneficial to you, right? Um, the, la- the other thing, not the last thing, taste of food is affected by background noise. Now, what I love about this, right, because he talks about eating food on a plane. Taste of food is affected by background noise. The louder the background noise is, the harder it becomes for you to taste and savor and, and notice the different textures and temperatures of the food that you're consuming. This is why it's so important. Like if you watch it like Zen Buddhists, they don't even talk when they are dining, when they're feasting, when they're eating, right? They don't talk. There's, they don't have the TV on. There are no, there are no TV dinners in a Buddhist monastery, right? And this is not to take away from any of you, any of us, any of us, because I'm, I'm guilty. I, I eat in front of the television, right? I eat outside. I eat with the music on. To me, it adds a little something-something to it, right? Like, you know, there's music, there's talking, there's friends. It's like, I'm not trying to eat in silence. What I am saying is, if you really want to be able to taste and savor and detect all the different notes and nuances of what you're eating, you got you to gotta cut out the background noise. And this goes to our thoughts. Our thoughts. Here's what I mean. It's hard to really tune into our body, to really notice what's going on inside of our body when we have a lot of background noise going on. If you got, you got the podcast, you got your headphones on playing music or, or an audio book or a podcast, if you're on the phone, all day, if you got the TV in the play in the background, if you know, if you got all this background noise going on, a dishwasher, the the laundry machine, you got dogs barking, kids running around, it's hard for you to get a taste of what's happening in your body, right? To get a taste of where you're holding tension, to get a taste of where you feel relaxed and grounded. 
to get a taste of and detect any pain or heighten cortisol levels, right? It's hard to get a taste of the, any peace or tranquility or even calm and serenity that you may be experiencing because of all the background noise, right? So if you're really trying to connect with yourself or with someone else or with the food that you're consuming, we have to eliminate that background noise. So taste of foods is affected by the background noise. This is why like a, a picnic is just so relaxing, right? Typically at a park, it's not that noisy. Some restaurants, I go I walk into some restaurants, it's so loud. The acoustics are horrible. Too much background noise. I can't, I can't savor the conversation. I can't taste the food. I'm out of there. Peace. Right. The other big nugget from this book, and I and I really love this one. This one, this is a this is a, you know, you this is one you write down. This is one you take note of, okay? Um, he talks about um, uh, eggs and mustard. You like, <coughs> you like eggs aren't uh, a liquid. Uh, I, I, you know that's arguable. But anyway, he talks about how water and oil do not mix. They hate each other. They're contentious. They don't even hate each other. They just not, they don't just don't mix. You know, it's like it's almost like a, a a middle school prom where you got the girls on one side and the boys on the other, and nobody's mixing. And then you have that one person, that one person, that one guy who grabs the one girl or the one girl who grabs the one guy and they start dancing or one guy who grabs the other guy or the one girl who grabs another girl, whatever happens. And they start mixing it up, right? And then everybody else goes, oh, okay, they're having fun. The rest of us will join in, right? What those people are called are the, uh, the emulsifiers, the binders, the people who get the party going, that they get everybody to mix. You know these people, right? You have people who live on a, on a, who are left-winged and right-winged, and uh, they're anti this or pro that, pro that. And then you have that person who just brings everybody together. This is why I love sports, right? Because no matter what your belief is, we're all coming together rooting for this one team. So our our sporting teams are are emulsifiers. They're binders. Um, you know, uh, concerts. Those are emulsifiers and binders. Uh, farmers markets, you know, these public spaces where anybody, regardless of what your beliefs are, what your background is, you can go. Those are emulsifiers and, and binders, right? And because we talked about how water and oil don't, don't bind, they don't get together unless you add eggs. If you add eggs to water and oil, what do you got? You have mayonnaise. That's right, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is the binder for both water and oil. So you throw in some eggs, some water, some oil, you mix that up, boom, you got that mayonnaise. It brings them all together. If you have vinegar and oil, right, they don't mix either. But if you throw in some mustard, bam, you got that vinaigrette. That's right, that vinaigrette. So it's not about, you know, so much of our life is spent like, oh, your water and your oil. Uh, that's cool. We need water and oil because then when we add them eggs, we get that mayonnaise, right? So it's not about being eggs. It's not about being water. It's not about being oil. It's about knowing and understanding water, oil, and eggs so that we can harness it into 
mayonnaise, right? And I don't know why I keep saying it like that. Don't. I'm glad this is just audio and not video. I don't need you guys replaying this. Um, the other thing that I learned from, so, you know, when you look at your life, when you look at your life and, and you, get in, you get into an argument or, uh, or, or you're, you're kind of torn in a situation, ask yourself, what's the water, right? What's the far left? What's the oil? And then what's the binder here? And that's the beauty of this is that you realize there are binders and emulsifiers. There are ways to bring people, places, and things together. So when you read the news and you feel like, oh, man, the world the world is just so divided, uh, that's cool. To, it seems like the world is divided, but the truth is we got them eggs and mustards out there that's bringing it all together, and that is a beautiful thing. And the truth is that's not a fixed state. There have been times that uh, I've been water or oil, and there are times where I've been eggs. So it's not about saying your eggs and your water. It's about uh, uh, who am I in the moment, right? Am I mayonnaise? <laughs> the other cool thing from this book called Liquid Rules is he talks about thermodynamics. That's right. We getting real scientific on you here on a Before You Kill Yourself podcast. Uh, thank you also. First of all, thank you for tuning in. This is so cool. Please uh, share, like, uh, and, and subscribe, and please leave a comment. The comments on Apple iTunes uh, is so valuable to uh, spreading the word and, and getting it out there. If you find value in this episode, share it with one friend. That Sharing is caring. Just share the episode with one friend, and I really appreciate that and uh, very grateful to you for, uh, for doing that watching the, the uh, podcast grow because eventually I would love to do this live. I would love to go on tour and get to meet you all. I, I see, you know, we have listeners throughout throughout the world and I can't wait to shake hands and meet with you all. And also thank you for the emails that y'all have been sending me. If you want to send me an email, you can send me an email at leoflowers2000 at gmail.com. That's right, leoflowers2000 at gmail.com. Reach out and just say hi, um, hello, how it's helped you, uh, or, you know, whatever you're going through, whatever you want to share. I love and appreciate all of those. Thank you. Um, so the other thing from this book, he talks about thermodynamics, states that we can't just take the heat energy out of something. It has to go somewhere, right? So, and he brought this up in talking about refrigerators. If you notice, you open the fridge, it's very cold. Ooh, it keeps that Kool-Aid cool. You got the freezer, keeps those ice cubes nice and cold. But at the back of every refrigerator is hot, right? It's it's so hot. That's because the energy has to go somewhere. The thing that is cooling the refrigerator, uh, it works by taking the heat out of the liquid. The I forget what the liquid is. I want to say Freon, but I don't believe that that's it. But whatever the, the, the liquid agent that's cooling the refrigerator also has heat. And so the heat is pulled out through the back of the refrigerator while the cold air is being shot through the front. And I bring this up to say that we have habits, right, that sometimes we, like in the case of addiction, where we have this one habit, this thing that we've always been doing, whether it's food, drugs, sex, uh, video games, right, um, if we if we get rid of that, if we eliminate that, if we end that habit, 
we have to fill it with something else. We have to fill it with something else. Or something else is just naturally going to fill its void. Right? So either we fill it intentionally by, you know, you know, practicing some loving kindness or uh, maybe working out more or connecting with others or being of service, or it'll be filled with some other addiction where maybe we're now we're just working more um, or exercising to an extreme or something like that. So just be aware that if you're trying to reduce a habit, you have to be aware of what you're filling that space with, right? For me, uh, as an example, when I think about even food, you know, my I'm a I'm a sugar addict, and I have to fill that space with rest, either rest or being of service. It, it's one of those two things. That energy has to go somewhere. So I, you know, I, I've been more diligent about taking naps, and I'm been more diligent about really thinking about uh, what my relationship with Michelle needs. And what this podcast needs, we, we, I, have some, I have some cool things coming up. I can't share it with you just yet. Not yet, but uh, you'll be delighted. And, um, and so I'm excited about the, those things. So the, the, the energy has to be channeled somewhere intentionally, right? Or else passively something else just as nefarious will uh, find its way in there. Um, and here's a, a cool thing from the book, and I, this isn't so much a mental health, but I guess that this can be a mental health thing, is that he talks about how airplanes, the reason why airplanes get hot when it's sitting on a tarmac, like, I don't know if you ever had this experience, like you get on a plane, um, and now it's delayed, and so now you're sitting on a tarmac, and they ask you to close the um, the, the, the window so that, uh, the, keep the plane cool, and then you turn on the air that's blowing, but it never really gets cold. Right. No matter <laughs> no matter if everybody closes the blinds and turns on the air, it never gets cold while it's sitting on a tarmac. And that's because airplanes use the outside air to cool the inside of the plane. And that's great when the plane is at thirty five thousand feet because the outside air is cold. But when a plane is on a tarmac, it is typically not cold. It's hot unless you're on a plane um, in the in December in Nebraska, then yeah, it's going to be cold, right? So I, I thought that was interesting because it, it's a reminder of how environment can affect us. A lot of times, I know we talk so much about mental health as a, as it as if everything we're going through is in our mind, but part of our emotional distress, part of our struggle, our challenges can be environmental. No matter what that plane does, it's not going to get cold while it's on the tarmac if it's 100 degrees outside, right? There's nothing it can do. It has to change environments. It has to move. It's colder at 35,000 feet. So it has to find a way to get there. Maybe your mental health is more contingent on um, you changing environments. You know, you might find that uh, being at the office or being in a classroom or being at somebody else's house, you feel more relaxed, more calm, more tranquil, more focused, um, more present. So just noticing where where do you what 
do you have to climb the 35,000? Like, what's your 35,000 feet? Where, where are you optimal, right? Because the environment is just as important. It might even be the country. Maybe you have to leave the country. Maybe the country is in so much turmoil that you're just like, nowhere in this country can I be, can, will I be able to cool this plane? And I, I got I to gotta bounce. I got to pack my bags uh, and, and get out of here. And, and that might be an overnight thing. It might require a two-year plan, right? A little patience, a little planning, a little strategizing, getting some affairs together. But, um, but just be aware. Really ask yourself, how much of this is me and how much of this is the environment, right? Um, the other cool thing about uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe you need a new roommate, you know? Um, the other thing it, the book mentions is how hot air rises because it's less dense than cold air. Now, why is that important? That's important because when we think about somebody getting angry or upset, we think about their face turning red, right? Because hot air rises. Your feet don't turn red when you're angry. Your face turns red. And so a lot of times when you watch movies, you'll see people throw cold water in somebody's face. When really what we need to do is put our feet in cold water. Next time you're enraged, you're angry, you're upset, put your hands and your feet in cold water. That's right. Put it in ice cold water. Nobody is enraged when they got their toes in a babbling brook. I, I, you know, it, it, nothing's going to cool you down quicker and help you feel more grounded than when you get those positive and negative ions that are circulating in the water onto your skin. So find yourself some cold water for your feet to kind of settle you down. And this is also why it feels so good at the end of the day when you take your shoes and socks off. Now you can cool down, right? So if you got hot feet, you got a hot head and you're in trouble, buddy, pal, friend. Um, the other thing that was, and I thought this was really cool too, clouds cool, cool our planet, right? Clouds cool our planet. And I brought that up because a lot of times you'll see somebody who is sad or melancholy with the, with the cloud above them, right? It's raining on them all the time. But we need those clouds to cool our planet. And so sometimes our sadness, our melancholy, our grief is to help cool us down so that we don't fly off into a rage or anger, so that we don't get heated up, right? So embrace your clouds. And, and remember, clouds aren't stagnant. They're moving. Some move slower than others. Sometimes you have fast-moving clouds. Sometimes you have slow-moving clouds. But they're not stagnant. So your sadness, your sorrow, your pain, it's moving. It may not be moving as fast as you want it to be, but embrace it because it's protective. It is protective. It is keeping our planet cool. And so to be grateful for those clouds because it's like, you know what, okay, you had this loss, you had this grief, you suffered this L, we're going to cool you down. We're here for you. Nature got you. It's a beautiful thing. The last thing from this book is, and I thought this was really cool, you know, it says Earth didn't start as a solid. It was a hot liquid cooled over billions of years. 
And at the core of Earth is still a liquid that is over 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, it's hard to even imagine what 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit is. Understand this. Water boils at 212 degrees Fahrenheit. 212. The liquid at the core of Earth is 9,000 degrees <laughs> Fahrenheit, right? If you got tossed in there, you wouldn't even feel it. That's how hot it is. You, you wouldn't even be able to get a yell off. It, it would just disintegrate us so quickly that we wouldn't even get a, uh, like, nothing. <laughs> None of that. We wouldn't even get a sound off, a, a text or anything. We wouldn't be able to log in or FaceTime or live. Not, none of that. None of that. It's a wrap immediately, right? 9,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And, and I bring that up to say that we're still evolving. The earth is still evolving. You are still evolving. Whatever you think is fixed about you is not. Nature is not fixed. The earth is, they were just talking about how the earth is kind of speeding up in rotations a little bit. Because why? It's still evolving, right? The, 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 the solid um, earth that we're, we're walking on, these seven continents that we get to roam on, they weren't always seven continents. It used to just be one big, uh, you know, continent, one big plate, and then it broke off into seven. So who knows? Maybe a billion years from now, the seven become, you know, six, and then five, and then four. It may, you know, and as rising waters or lowering temperatures, who knows what the Earth is going to look like a billion years from now? But know that it's evolving. And that's great news for you because that means your career is evolving. Just naturally, nothing stays the same. You're, the way you view the world is evolving. Your relationships are evolving. All these things. Now, I will say this. Evolution does not mean things are headed towards the better, right? We know that Earth has had like five extinction-level events. But my point is, is that things are constantly changing. Even if we do nothing, if you just go, I'm not, I'm just going to sit here and just kick back and do nothing. Cool. Because the world around you is changing it. And the, the, the little molecules in your body and the bacteria in your mouth and your muscles, everything is changing. This idea that I'm going to sit here and do nothing, you're never doing nothing. You're never doing nothing. Even if you lay on a couch all day, your body was at work resting and digesting Neurons were firing, blood was circulating, repairs were being done to bones and tissue. Your memory was storing a couple things, getting rid of some things. We, we are never in a state of nothing, right? So if you go to therapy, any little thing that you do that tips the scale in the direction of loving yourself, improving yourself, bettering yourself, or even a community or your friends or your relationship. It's all worth it. It's that compound interest, you know? Remember, liquid is neither good or bad. And we could replace that word liquid with life. Life is neither good or bad. 
but can we understand our life enough to harness it? And with that, I'll leave you, ladies and gentlemen. And I, once again, I really appreciate you for turn, tuning in. Uh, go to uh, betterhelp.com forward slash Leo. If you need help with, you know, understanding life, understanding your relationships. I just had a friend call me the other day, and he was so happy I recommended couples therapy to him. He was like, wow, I, you know, I, I'm understanding why we're getting into these arguments now. And um, I, hey, Listen, I'll give you a perfect example of understanding. Michelle and I got into this conversation uh, about the dishwasher, loading the dishwasher. And she was trying to put the bowls on the bottom. And uh, we kind of had a back and forth about it before. And finally, you know, I just showed her. I said, listen, the water is shooting up from the bottom. She had her reasons for why she wanted to put the bowls on the bottom, which I understood, right? But I want to show her why I say put the bowls on the top. And I was like, the water shoots up from the bottom. See those sprinklers that shoot up from the bottom. If you put the bowls on the bottom, it prevents water from reaching the top level of the um, of the dishes, right? And so once she saw it and understood it, like she needed a visual. She needed a visual to understand. She goes, oh, I get it now. So now we don't have to have a discussion about it anymore. So if you find yourself having the same discussions over and over again, um, going through this loop either with yourself or with someone else, that's because the understanding, a true understanding has not been reached enough for you to harness it. Uh, all right. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Uh, before you kill yourself, go to betterhelp.com forward slash Leo. For your, enjoy your 10% off your first month with BetterHelp uh, therapists. And like I said, you get to choose your own therapist. Don't wait until things hit the fan for you to try to understand what's happening, right? Um, do it now. Find a therapist now. And here's what's cool. Here's what's cool, okay? If you get a therapist now, even if you feel like you don't need one, right, you don't have to go every week. Just get a therapist that you feel comfortable with and then go to like one to three sessions kind of establish some baseline. And then when you feel like you need the therapist, it might be a year from now, two years from now, you have that, uh, that history, that connection. They're not a stranger to you. It's hard to reach out to a stranger when, uh, when you're struggling. So establish some type of connection, relationship now uh, before you really need it. So then that, that person is there when you when you want them to be, right? And same thing with your friendships. Even if you don't have a therapist, take some time to, you know, build and connect with people. I hear people talk about, well, I, I call, always. I'm always the one to make the phone calls. Nobody ever calls me. I, here's the thing. Talking on the phone is, is honestly not enough. You, we have to show up physically for each other and have experiences with each other. That's, that's the real effort of showing up, having experiences. I, bought, I went to Costco today and I bought some nectarines. I'm going to go take them to my neighbors. I'm like, hey, neighbor, I have, I have, I have a thousand nectarines. 
<laughs> I have a thousand nectarines. <laughs> Would you like four? All right, so we have to show up physically for each other. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Go to remember you can dial nine eight eight to go to um, for the suicide hotlines, and all the other international phone numbers are in each and every single one of the show notes. No matter where in the world you are, you can find a number, and you can talk, you can tat, you can text. It's free. It's free. If you don't want to go to BetterHelp.com forward slash Leo, get that ten percent off. There are free resources in all the show notes. So, boom, there you have it. Thank you for tuning. All right, this has gone on long enough. Uh, Peace.